Welcome in to the Bro Force Podcast, and this is our commentary on Saw 5. This time not being done in October, because for some reason, Spiral, the book of Saw, which we're jacked up to see, is coming out in May. It's gonna be May. That was not Justin Timberlake. We can't afford him. That was our legal counsel, Ronnie Cycli. And if I haven't said already, I am your host, the Mayor Jeff Hornacek, here to continue our tradition of watching the entire Saw franchise along with you at home. Right now, we are watching this currently on HBO Max. And there's a bit of a uh, debate as to the, the timestamp we have it paused. <laughs> Mine is paused at the 18th second mark with the Lionsgate logo fully up in red in the background. Cycles is paused at the, what, 21 second mark? With the yeah, 21, dash. 22, you know? Yeah, so while you get your movie there, which maybe just go to like 20 seconds with the difference, uh, let's go around and meet the fellow bro. Ronnie, we have done the first four Saw movies, uh, one a year. As we're dropping this, Spiral from the Book of Saw comes out, what, two weekends? Yes. Two weekends from now. Where's your head at? The franchise is being revitalized, and this is a movie that we've long talked about. Uh, kind of gets slept on in the Saw franchise. It's it's absolutely crazy to me, one, that we've done this. This is the fifth year in a row um, that we've done this. And also the fact that we wanted to believe that Saw was never going to come back with the way Hollywood is, that we actually thought, like, no, they're done with the franchise. Um, it was only a matter of time. I'm, I'm super excited that they're doing something different. You and I have been pretty stoked about it from the beginning, once we heard the project was announced. And in terms of this movie specifically, I will tell you this. I'll probably talk about it on the pod. I owe Saw 5 an apology. It was probably one of my least favorites after walking out of the theater when it first came out. Upon re-watching the entire series, Saw 5 holds up and is actually one of the top, probably top half for sure. I agree. And it's fun because it does kind of take the formula we came to know in the first four and I don't want to say subverts it, but it definitely doesn't follow the paint by numbers script that they kind of started to go by. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to press play on Saw 5 again, currently on HBO Max, but I will put a link in the bottom where you can currently stream it uh, with its just watch page. We're going to press play in three, two, one. Saw. Clearly the podcast is going well that you and I both can afford HBO Max. So I think that's just thank you to the fans for letting me do this. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not stealing it on someone else's account. So. Yeah, I'm also not getting it for free as well. So <laughs> <laughs> I think we were both stick. No. Um I'll, I'll introduce my horns fun facts as we go throughout the, the pod. If you have not listened to one of our commentaries before, it's really just me reciting some IMDb trivia on the movie to you. But uh, this first trap, which uh, I guess I won't spoil. I'm assuming if you've listening to this, you've seen the movie. Yes, we all I think I've said this on every single one of these commentaries. If you're just watching these movies blind with us for the first time, props to you. It's a little weird. So I hope you've seen this before. It's an odd first watch. Um, <laughs> this trap, David Hackle, the director, said, was inspired by The Pit and the Pendulum, the Edgar Allan Poe short. Ah. And this is where we really start seeing, you know, we've seen it a little bit, obviously, with the way Saw 4 ended, um, that Jigsaw, or what we think could be the new Jigsaw, is not playing fair. Uh, it is not the original concept of these people have a chance to survive. This is kind of an issue with his apprentices. I don't know if he m misses it in like the interview process or doesn't check their references, but <laughs> they HR, all, man. 
They always, yeah, it's, it's on HR. Jigsaw's like, who's phone screening these people when they get to me? Because they always just forget the most important rule. There has to be some way to escape. That's the thing. He's not even that strict. Like, the person can have to chop off all of their arms, legs, and their dick and still get out of the trap. And you still kind of follow the mantra, but his apprentices can't adhere to that, it seems like. Well, even even some of them where someone can survive, in the latter movies, we get people, like, there's two of them in a room and someone has to die. Whereas Jigsaw always gave everyone a chance to survive, in theory, which is, I think, a perfect introduction to this Saw 5 movie because you assume only one can survive at the end. Right. Um, you know, and I think that's, I think that's always been part of what made Jigsaw more unique compared to those just pure killers. I'm not here to say, yeah, Jigsaw, you were never a killer like he thinks he is, but um, this one does have a nice little story twist to it. What if the guy was like, oh, I can't, I can only read digital clocks, so I actually have no idea how much time I have till I die. <laughs> Do you think he'd be like really going, he's like, you know what, I deserve this, I'm not even going to fight it. No, come on, fight it. Jigsaw's like, that's what's wrong with public school, man. We don't teach kids how to read face clocks. That's what's wrong with public school? <laughs> well, we do get into a little bit of policy on the rest of the movie, so I wouldn't be surprised if public schools made the list. As we know, the main enemy in Saw 6 is uh, Insurance companies. <laughs> insurance right. companies. Yeah, so we find out here that there is a history. This is, what is it? He is related to, uh, he killed someone related to, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting his name. Hoffman's sister, that's what it was. He was her boyfriend, and I can't remember if it was like vehicular manslaughter or if he just like beat her up and killed her or something. Which I think uh, makes makes me appreciate the fact that he's not trying to be Jigsaw. He just is using Jigsaw to kill people. Correct. He's just trying to like basically use Jigsaw as the cover. Yeah, and that's and again, if you are watching this for the first time for some reason, that is not a spoiler because we find out at the end of uh, Saw Four that Hoffman is the new Jigsaw. Correct. Yeah, and that's actually where this picks up here in a second with uh, Agent Strom. Yeah, played by Scott Patterson, who I think might be like even going back to tap and sing in the first one, Strom might be my favorite cop in the series. I like look uh, look Rig played by Larique. Yeah, Mann, but he's just not in it much. With the exception of Saw 4. Yeah, he got his due in Saw 4. He was definitely the main character there. But, um, yeah, and here we are. We see that he passed the test, and yet he is still getting his insides cut up. But, um, yeah, Rig, I think, definitely, which is the problem of Saw 4 when you rewatch it, it was a little too much where he didn't need to do anything. And I guess that's the point. But um, he did probably get the most focus of all the officers outside of Hoffman. Riggs trap in Saw 4. Go back and listen to that commentary because that one we had a fucking blast with. But it's weird because he's in a trap, but he's literally able to just like walk around the city, you know? Oh, exactly. Like he could stop at any point. Every time. And those were the hints Jigsaw kept giving. Um, Yeah, so there's our open. I've always said that. I think I've said this on every single commentary. What a job for the people to just come up with these traps. I know. It's funny because those are, it's probably like a whole separate group independent of the story. Here's a Jeff, of course, my namesake getting shot dead. So yeah, I know you took this group. very personally. There's his wife, Lynn Denlin. She's seen better days when her head wasn't exploded. And this I just do really like shows the... you 
and it's pieced together through three films. But you're like, God, a lot of fucking carnage happened in 15 seconds span in this room. And and that's the thing about Saw three through this one, at least the beginning of this one. This all takes place within 48 hours. Yeah, I did wonder, and maybe we can debate. I'll have to go back and rewatch Saw four. At the time, didn't it seem like they either set it up or visually you could tell that Strom could see uh, Hoffman close the door? Like he could physically see him do it, like hit his face. Because <sighs> yeah, I think we at the end of Saw Four. I'm like, oh, dude, he's fucked. He's caught. Like Strom saw his face. But this movie, you know, again, getting ahead of ourselves, he's suspicious of Hoffman, and maybe because he got a glimpse, but he didn't see it cleanly. Where he is, Correct. like, he is the bad guy. Yeah. Can I just say, just general cop protocol? I think it's one of the coolest looking fucking things when you they do the thing where they like cross the flashlight oh yeah gun and walk through a room that's the only reason i want to, like i just want to be a cop for a day that's all i would do they're like it's sunny outside i don't care another thing too and i'm told i mean obviously i, I suspend disbelief to the nth degree to enjoy these movies but some of the suppositions that like jigsaw and hoffman make like the fact that he would think to put a fucking tape recorder here <laughs> for strom specifically after all like Rick literally has to like walk through Detroit to end up in his trap. And somehow they just know because I guess police are just so predictable in their behavior where they're going to end up. Which leads to the belief that there's a lot of things Jigsaw does that we never see because he's trying to predict behaviors. Yeah. He's not going to be 100% right. So we, there's probably random tape recorders in random alleys. Oh, that'd be fun. Hoping. Some random person like comes across like, oh, what is this? Has nothing to do with anything. He's like, Jigsaw, like, my bad. Please disregard this tape recorder. This doesn't make any sense. Sorry. Maybe he hired my ex-wife, Rachel, because as we know, she's always fucking right about everything. You can't. You just can't go. I told you, you had a limit on... I'm over it, Ronnie. Honestly, I'm fucking over it. Like, I don't know why you you keep... Not according to the justice system. I don't know the justice system. They don't know me. Speaking of uh, Jigsaw being very particular, there is a Twitter account of uh a jigsaw twitter account which i have actually enjoyed uh where he is just tweeting about acting like they're in the middle of games on here and that made me think about putting these tape recorders down certain paths where he's like oh no i messed up i'm sorry could you please go in the other room i tweeted at them you're the greatest twitter account i've ever found and they tweeted (laughs) us a thank you gif (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i knew that yeah they responded to us (laughs) Uh, okay, I think I have a Horns Fun Fact coming up here. Okay. Um, Scott Patterson, this is according to IMDb, was apprehensive about sticking his head in a sealed box that would fill with water. Understandably. Uh, the trap was tested beforehand and didn't go well, which only ad- which I don't know what that means, but it says... Yeah, what does that mean? Who's the only added to his concern? He ultimately stepped up and did the scene himself without resorting to a stunt man. The trick to the stunt is that the walls of the box were slid open by stage hands, draining the trap as soon as he signaled with his hands. Several takes were required, however, to capture the scene as he found himself uncomfortable at various points during the shooting of this scene. Wow. And I also read additionally that all of his dialogue for like the next 20 minutes where He's talking uh, after the tracheotomy he gives himself was done through ADR, meaning he recorded really? it afterwards and they dubbed it over. Yeah. Okay. I, first of all, 
that's an incredible fun fact. I had a blast hearing it. Um, Picking up your that, that makes me respect this so much more. Good for him. And also, like, if you're an actor, I mean, it's, we all know method actors sometimes take it too far. I'm not saying he is, but, like, legitimately being afraid of the stunt probably only helps, like, you inhabit the character they, in the scene. See, and I'm that person in the movie theater, like, uh, I would just drink the water. You know, like, why can't he just drink all of the water? Yeah, you are that guy. <laughs> but seriously, I would this never is incredible. Think to do this, nor would I have the balls to do it. I'm not saying I'd rather drown. I'm just saying I would drown. No, exactly. I, actually, I would be more scared of stabbing myself in the neck than dying by drowning. Well, and if you fuck this up, then it really is embarrassing, like, how you killed yourself. Oh, I missed. <laughs> Shit. I guess you just didn't want to go through with it? I don't know. This guy uh, stabbed himself 14 times with a pen while he was drowning. How, how odd. The corner has one day for retirement. <laughs> Wait a minute. There's uh, Jeff's daughter. By the way, let's just throw it out there. Another, I mean, another good candidate for Spiral to bring back in some Shit. Today, right? Shit. Jeff's daughter, now, is it? Cycle, I got to give you credit because you bringing up Gordon's daughter as a potential. We won't spoil um, mm -hmm. Jigsaw if you haven't seen it. But before we ever saw the movie, that was a candidate Cycle had thought of. Dr. Gordon's daughter from the first Yeah, one. absolutely. I, and, and I just... I'm excited for Spiral. I'm going to go in with open arms and open mind. For sure. They're going to have to do something. They're going to do something to relate it to these movies, right? Like outside of just being a copycat. Yes, I believe so. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be like some overt connection. I just want a little tip of the cap. That'd be great. Um, we've debated this before. These movies take place in Detroit, right? Or that's what we've sort of gathered. Technically, I think it's supposed. We don't know. It's it's like a it's like a Springfield. It's an Enneman City. Gotcha. I've always attributed to a Detroit slash Baltimore, is kind of like a city that deals with rampant crime, corruption, uh, drug it's use. It's cold as balls. Yeah, and so it. I don't think they ever actually tell us, and I think that's kind of on purpose because it could be any like just city that's kind of past its heyday I'm not saying detroit or baltimore are bad cities but i think that's what they're trying to get at betsy russell russell as jill i mean total milf so she was like an 80s queen dude like i don't yeah. know if you knew this she she has some uh she has sh shown herself in plenty of 80s movies i think not revenge of the nerds but um there was another movie she was in Porky's. Definitely went topless on. Yes, I think that's right. I think that's it. I only th know that because Porky's, my dad used to tell me, is like uh, bagged cereal, Revenge of the Nerds. And I'm like, well, <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds already isn't that good. So for it to be like so the, a light. First of all, the college student in me was like, bagged cereal is the shit. So how dare you? This is where Jill, like, I know Jigsaw's dead, but she's like, Jesus Christ, John. Like, enough of the fucking tapes. Like, talk about, I, I think we've said this before, but talking about out kicking your coverage here seriously you know good for jigsaw she, I, she can get it i love in this scene and we're not quite there yet but the lawyer and ronnie maybe you've seen this before the lawyer is just like really overstepping he's like so what's in the box it's like dude, fuck <laughs> off i don't know you yeah you he's like but I just really, i'm me? just curious no i mean just I, you I know to... it'd be kind of cool i, if I live for me. gossip i live for it i have to know because people run the office we have a bit of a pool going what it is. She's like, that's a little fucked up. <laughs> I want to see the OG, I do kind of feel bad story. for her because 
she's obviously been dealing with the cops for like how long do you think Jigsaw's been working? Like two, three years? Yeah, I think I think that's a kind of trajectory we're on from the first movie. He had been clearly in the first movie he had been working for a while. It was not brand new. I think it was like six months in or a year. And you can tell like anytime someone dies, which is probably like every couple of weeks, they fucking come to her at work and she's like, I haven't talked to him, okay? And we don't we do this is the first hint we get that she's not involved per se but she's she knows more than we thought right she might be like yeah she's not involved but she's definitely not clueless because this is her we had her in uh saw four right this is not her first or is it her first appearance um well in the first saw she's in like a flashback scene with no yes but in terms of like story mode it's his Pokemon card collection. She's like, oh my god, two holographic Charizards? This Fuck off, John. <laughs> Mint condition? It's like, he did not. He knows me so well. What if that's what she said Don't to him? Don't mind what's lawyer. in the box. Listen, Mr. Feldman, may I call you Mr. Feldman? That's my name. <laughs> you may not. <laughs> James? Mr. Feldman was my father. Oh. So I was trying to remember if she's in Soft 4 as a main story. Dude, this reporter, total porn star. Like, who's the costume designer here? She's in... She's not in this one. She's in Saw 6 as well, that reporter, right? The reporter? Yes. I think she is a... Not a main role, but she has a very major part to play in Saw 6. Well... We'll have to do that one next year. Actually, we'll probably do that one maybe in October, right? She says this, we got to do one every Halloween. Yeah, absolutely. So By the way, she, is, she is in Saw 3 and 4. Is she not in the first one? Is she not credited in it? She's not credited in it. So she might have just been so quick. Or they either had like someone. Because I know there's that flashback scene at the park where he's like with his wife. So maybe it was either a different actress or they didn't show her face. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. So because I think that because we were led to believe that she was always innocent. When she, you know, when the when they lost the baby and he went crazy. Which, by the way, I got to say that backstory with Cecil and losing mm-hmm. the child is really powerful and really well done. Which movie do we see that in? <sighs> is it this one? It might be this one, actually. Uh, worst mustache of all time here. This cop, I, I don't know the actor's name, and I literally have IMDb pulled up, but I'm too lazy to look it up. But he's also the FBI agent in Rush Hour, the original Rush Hour. So Which also includes Detective Singh from the first Saw. He's the villain. And I love this robe that he's wearing. It's not a medical gun. He's just wearing a robe. You know, he brought that from home, obviously. I had a feeling I was going to have to stab myself in the neck, so I just packed I packed for every prepared. Uh, I said to myself this morning, I said, Agent Strom, I call myself Agent, by the way, when I talk to myself. If you have to give yourself a tracheotomy tonight, bring your comfy robe. Yeah, you'll look like an idiot if you don't. Also, I don't have boxers on underneath this, Chief. Is that a problem? Are you going to write me up? I, I do love this Chief, like, with his Bluetooth headset, which I, I'm not, I can't remember what year this movie came out, but that was, like, 2008. Yeah, that's yeah. A, 2008. Yeah, that was totally a big deal back the then. The Bluetooth headset had a really short time period when it went from, oh, that's kind of cool, to, oh, you're a fucking douchebag if you have Yeah, it, it was the same people who wore those cell phones on their hip on a oh, clip. Oh, God. 
Like you're the same people. You need to be. You can't just pull it out of your pocket if it rains. (laughs) Jesus Christ! How much time are you saving yourself, dude? Hoffman's wife can get it. I mean, good job. I thought that was his daughter. I mean, I don't know. Either way, she can get it. Um, Costas Mandalore, the actor who plays Hoffman, you might be interested in this cycle. He played professional soccer in Europe for a third division uh, Premier League team. No way. Yeah. I'll, that is a fun fact. Yeah. You're here, full of the fun facts today. I'll I appreciate the, it. I'll get the team name for you. Hang on. He does not look like uh, he has to be a defender. <laughs> he looks like a guy who would mix it up in, like a Suarez, right? He'd almost mix yeah. it up too much. He definitely bit some players. <laughs> I'm predicting goalkeeper or defender. Was... I don't think he was a goalie. Uh, IMDb has removed his bio, so I have to. Wow, is he is he under fire right now? I don't know. Is he canceled? <laughs> he looks way different now, by the way. Okay, this is, this is something I have to do. I want to go to a comic con with all the saw people. That's what I want to do. If you Google Costas Mandalore soccer, he's just dribbling the ball with no shirt on. You have to Google it. It's fucking ridiculous. Okay. Does this guy not take a team? Fo- Everyone else has a jersey on. He's shirtless. He does look different now. Why is his shirt not on? What? <laughs> okay, he was pretty ripped, though. Yeah, but still. Everyone put a else shirt is wearing on. a jersey except for him. It makes no goddamn sense. That that is so funny. Can you find the team? I can't find it here. I, he okay, his Wikipedia page picture is pretty wild. Oh my god, what a psycho! I love it. Damn, I'm gonna stand him now. I was never a fan because I hated Hoffman, but he played professional football in Europe until suffering shin splints in 1991. Yeah, who hasn't? Yeah, Shin Splits is the worst. In 91, he he was on People's 50 Most Beautiful People in the World, presumably before he was an actor. So Probably because he was always playing with his shirt off. Correct. That's one way to juice the numbers. I got a fun fact not related to this movie. If you have Shin Splits, put a towel on the ground and do some toe crunches on the towel. That will really help your toe, but help your Shin Splits. You're mm-hmm. welcome. Free facts. Just no, actually, Go to our Patreon, which we don't have, and pay us for that fact. We will have one if you start contributing. Hoffman in the one of the 56 uh, dark and dingy basements in Detroit slash Baltimore. Also, how many of those, like, what do you call them? They're not capes, but the things they, like, cover the trap, you know, like, in these rooms that he just pulled down. Yeah. Like, I where do you get those? They tablecloths? Yeah, I think you have to buy in bulk. So, which actually works out for this operation they're running here. <clears throat> I really feel like that. If I was a decent cop, I would be like, "Hey, we found his hideout, and he had a bunch of these tablecloths. Let's look online." Or we saw an order placed by a non-catering company for fourteen of these. That could be someone trying to cover their little, like, small models of traps to yeah. kill people. Also, tons of but this one has so many uh, pipe bombs. Do you think with the little toys that he has, he like acts out stories with them? Oh, hey, well, how's it going? I'm John. No, John, fuck you. (laughs) It's not playing out the way I acted it with my toys, guys. So here we go. We're finally into the first. It. 
I wouldn't. I don't know if this is the longest per se, but we are finally in the main story trap. Yeah, we're twenty one thirty six in. First time we get the trap. That's got to be a saw record. And as f- our and as far as the saw movies go, we get two pretty recognizable character actors in Megan Good, mm-hmm. of course, from like everything on Nickelodeon um, and Drumline, and then Julie Benz, mm-hmm. or who pays. Uh, uh, what's her character's name actually? From Dexter, of course. Probably most people. She's also in one of the Rambo movies. Yeah, Dexter. So I will say for I was a big fan of Dexter, Rita. Um, you know, because she's blonde, and I thought that was interesting that they put her in in brunette hair. I think mm-hmm. on purpose because I think this was around the time Dexter had first started. Um. And I think yeah. that was a way to like make her look a little different because I didn't recognize her as someone who was a Dexter fan. I did not recognize that she was the same person. So here's how 2008 went for Julie Benz, who, by the way, can totally get it. Uh, Dexter was in its second season and really okay. starting to stride. Yep. She was in Saw 5 and she was second build in the Rambo soft uh, reboot with Sylvester Stallone. All Safe to say her peak. Probably yes. I, I I mean I don't know if I reckon. I mean I, I've always I always thought she was a good actress. Like she was great in soft. I mean in uh, Dexter for what they asked her to be, but you know I don't think she ever really made it big. She never made it to an A, maybe even a B list to be honest. Yeah, this bald guy is like um, lettuce wrap Stanley Tucci from the Devil Wears Prada. Ooh, I like that. He really is, and I love that. That's your reference to Stanley Tucci is Devil Wears Prada. Well, I'm just thinking visually that's probably, yeah, the closest team. Although he does look, he's bald in a lot of stuff. Now, I, I'd be honest with you, Cycli. I would probably, and we talked about this after the movie we, when we first saw it in theaters, I would misinterpret these jigsaw directions too. And Absolutely. he knows based on these people's past and their penchant for thinking selfishly in this situation how they're going to decipher what he's saying to them. And people have to understand, like, you and I, the reason we're so obsessed with horror movies is because one day we know we're going to be trapped by some serial killer. And this knowledge that we've taken from all these movies is going to help us. Anyone who has read a newspaper article in this universe about Jigsaw would know, hey, probably won't happen to me. But if it does, listen to his fucking instructions. I mean, as a transactional attorney... His words matter, man. He's a good one. He could do what I do way better. I mean, the Detective Hoffman incident, I say incident, it's basically the whole movie of Saw 2, is like the, that's how I would design like the training manual for how to survive a jigsaw trap. Just take everything he says as literally as possible. Literally. There's nothing figurative about jigsaw, right? Like at all. And... And you have to think that if the serial killer has been rampant in your city for two to three years, arguably what I'm, I think we agree on that you would be like, Hey, these tapes say this and they should have done this. Yeah. One thing I do like about the jigsaw traps and this is go, goes, it's sort of like an homage to the Adam Dr. Gordon relationship. in the first one is there's usually one person in the trap who already knows who everyone else is. And typically it's because mm-hmm. they've been like, tracking them and photographing them for someone else yep this guy is that person here obviously that was adam and dr gordon in the first one but it's an interesting dynamic where the one person's like yeah dude i know you because i've been every time you've taken a shit the last month and a half i've been outside of the bathroom 
And after the second one, we as the audience aren't sure if someone is in on it. With how we really got introduced to Amanda. That's true. <clears throat> and so, you know, he seems almost too suspicious. Uh, like you said, let us wrap saying the Tucci. He is a little too much. And so you're not sure, like, is he acting this way? Because he doesn't want to, as we'll see in the next 20 minutes, he doesn't respond to people saying, how do you know us? You know, what do you, why do you know the things you do? And so you start getting suspicious of him because of what we saw with uh, Amanda. And it just kind of adds fuel to the fire. These people inherently don't trust each other because they, they know they're all sketchy. And then on top of it, he's like clearly withholding information or not doing yes. a good job of like, he could just be like, dude, I don't fucking know you. But instead he's like, nah, 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 nah. like why and, are you and see, in the corner? Now, this is when, this is one of the most interesting ones because what we find out later is every, what just one keyword we've worked on all of them. I know. But at the same time, everyone's key, like everyone could have easily gotten to it if they all had just been like, hey, you go first. You know, even if they weren't identical keys, you could be like, you get 10 seconds. Everyone sit what, back. 15 minutes? That's forever. Really? Well, it's 15 minutes until the pipe bomb goes off. But once someone accidentally triggers the oh, okay. thing, that's it less, takes 60 that's seconds. That's right. That's like a Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she just, oh, God, here we go. A couple seconds away. This gives me a visually gives me kind of some final destination vibes. Yeah. Now, one of them, I think it actually is Brit, Julie Ben's character. We're going to find out in a sec. She like grabs all the keys as they leave, like just in case. Which is sort of yes. the reveal at the end where she's like, look, this shit would have worked on everything. Yep. Also, it's sad to say that she'll um, the woman who just died, she'll never get ahead in life. She'll never be the head of a major corporation. She wasn't headstrong. <laughs> all right, that's enough. <laughs> Felicity's like, all right, I'll listen to a few of these. And then I'm gonna go. <laughs> I do wish, I mean, this is obviously an homage to like showing like, things could have worked together, but I do wish her getting all the keys would have come to her benefit later on. Yeah, you know, I was thinking, last time I watched this, which was pretty recently, I do kind of remember thinking it was interesting that they didn't do anything with it because yeah. that should be real, right? Like, it doesn't have to, like, she might just be wrong about it. Which Because is it would be refreshing to the point that you and I just made that someone is familiar enough with Jigsaw because, not because they're working with him, but because they live in a city where he's just exactly. you know, killed so many that she's clearly paying attention to the little details, which kind of ends up being a bummer because she missed the point she was doing something else um that she thought could be beneficial to the team also love that notepad just writing one last name Aaron, it's like you can't just remember that what is marshall's last name and how i met your mother oh fuck erickson i gotta write it down yeah never know what a trivia night when i'm, I'm going to bar trivia next week if that's the only question they ask we're set by the so, way, anyone listening out here, if you're a How I Met Your Mother fan, challenge Horn a Second Eye to trivia for How I Met Your Mother, and you will get annihilated. Destroy you. Well, there's an FBI sticker on this computer in case you forgot who you fucking work <laughs> Oh, I work for the CIA. Shit. Oh, that's on the right. I made a left. My bad. So real quick, Agent Strom, where are you employed? Well, look, I would love to tell you that, but it, there's no sticker denoting it on the back of my laptop. So how am I supposed uh, you to? You got us here. You got us here. 
Also, the sign-on for FBI files seemed very simple. I have much more protocols to get into my laptop at work. First and last name, Mark Hoffman. Welcome you to know, the FBI. I hate to say it, but I think we're at a point now where like this filing system is obsolete, right? Like, obviously 2008, probably a thing, but now, no movie. Are we ever going to see someone dig through the old dusty files? It's gone. That's something that people in like 40 years or 30 years will be like, how did they live like that? Strom has an ad pop up. Hot new singles in your area? He's like, fuck, that chick is He's like, hot. shit. But, oh, I have a hole in my neck. I hope she'll be okay with that. I don't know. Some chicks might be into it. This is pretty gruesome. This is Hoffman's sister. Who, how does the boyfriend get off on a quote-unquote technicality if this is the first? <laughs> that picture, too, is so funny to me. It's so photoshopped. Like, Who's taking oh. photos at a funeral? <laughs> you want to have these memories, man. I got a, I got a nice little collage. Oh, you're right. I thought it was uh, his wife. That was his sister in the photo. Oh, who I, I was objectifying, I, and now we find out she's been brutally murdered. So there's nothing wrong with objectifying the dead. They, they can be beautiful too. That's the quote of the commentary. Duh, duh. I was actually be like, but don't quote me on that. Yeah. What's the leather budget in this movie? At least 14 of the, like, $50 million. They actually paid a lot of money to uh, to get some product advertisement in this movie. He's like, Strom, is that a nicotine patch in your neck, you sick fuck? He's like, no, remember I had to give myself a tracheotomy? Oh, yeah. No, no, I forgot about that. I also am smoking through this hole, so don't mind me. The irony of putting a nicotine patch where I will inevitably <laughs> have to uh, connect my iron lung is not lost on me. So what we just saw is one of my favorite things about cops and these kind of movies is the lack of communication between cops. Like, he could have easily just told his chief, like, what's up? But the <laughs> chief is now suspicious of him because he just stormed off and been like, leave me alone. I will say movies typically in general, but especially the soft films, make law enforcement look like so blinded by chauvinism and like their own egos that it's like, how do you even get your lunch packed in the morning? You know, it's <laughs> there is no such thing as communicating. It's fucking unreal. Everything is a dick measuring contest. Which just, I just never understood. Like we've talked about that with, uh, I'm going to say it, the last Jedi, how, how so much of that movie could have been just fixed by, I oh. don't know, communicating. <laughs> Like Poe Dameron, yeah, he freaks out because you don't fucking tell him anything. Just tell him that there's a plan. You don't even need to tell him the plan. I love hot. I love that. He's wearing a raincoat, and they're just like, ooh, he can't see me. He's dead. Why do you care if he sees you? Just he gets really sensitive. It's like, oh, please don't look. I get nervous. But yeah, yeah, guys, communication is key. Whether you're a cop or a murderer or in space filming a really bad Star Wars movie. <laughs> Was it just me or did the camera really linger on that sign that says trespassers will be prosecuted? <laughs> like, not only did he commit a double felony here, there might be a misdemeanor thrown in there as well. The director had been dealing with some teenagers on his property and he's <laughs> like, you know what? I'm going to get you guys. You'll see. The judge on the murder trial is like, and Hoffman, if you think we're just going to overlook this little trespassing, we better got another <laughs> fucking thing coming. It's like, what? All crimes matter. Also, you littered a Red Bull can when you left. Okay, I tried to throw it in the trash can, but did <laughs> you? Like, 
I'm trying to. Pl- I'm, I'm striking a plea agreement for that crime specifically. And the judge goes, and even though this isn't illegal, I just want to tell you: Do you know how much sugar is in a Red Bull? Yeah, what? actually, it should be illegal. Yeah. How does he get this just from looking through the hole? I mean, good on you. Like, I got you. First of all, how does that mean you got him? Because clearly, what does it matter if you made he, it like Jigsaw? He's dead. You know that. Maybe getting someone means something totally different to him. Because he knows got, the real Jigsaw's dead. So, yeah. I got to say this, because across a whole franchise, this is difficult to do. And I know part of it is probably because of the constrained budgets. Because even at their high end, Saw was still uh, a little bit hamstrung in terms of the money they were spending. But the lighting across the entire Saw series is so consistent. Like this aesthetic yeah. right here, you see so in every movie, basically. Well, and they did the same thing with the purposely bad camera work and the purposely bad chase scenes. Yeah. As an homage to the first one. Now, you did make something, you just referenced something interesting to me because you said the budgets were always a little constrained. Which I think was obviously on on purpose by Twisted Pictures because they I think it might still be to this day and I could absolutely be wrong that Saw One is still per capita like based yes. on the budget spend versus how much they made is the highest ever. Yeah, I mean, okay, I could be wrong. It's basically a student film, the first one. Really yeah, is. and so I think they just knew that these movies were making $100 million. I mean, the first one made, I, I know more than that, and the, the rest of them were making around $100 million. And they could have had a higher budget, but they chose not to. And, and from a financial uh, standpoint, it, it made sense. Uh, but they definitely did still you know, skip the bill for a lot of these scenes. Well, two things. The first saw I just looked up had an 18-day principal photography shoot. Unbelievable. Which is like Marvel can't even get their palettes done in 18 days. But yeah, to your point, Cycle, the reason they kept churning these out was they were just so cost prohibitive. They didn't cost them anything. Yeah. And they would already green light at least the next one before the previous one had come out. They were always filming. I remember right. you and I, as such avid fans, when this was happening, were already filming the next movie. So now, it's a nightmare if you're working on it. But for us yeah. as fans, it's cool because we know like clockwork, we're getting one every Halloween. Well, I remember as a big Harry Potter fan, the first two movies came out within a year of each other. And that was originally the concept Warner Brothers wanted to go with because they wanted the, the, the actors to grow up in, in that time frame since every book was one year. And very quickly by the third movie, they admitted that's not possible. And they right. started doing year and a half gaps. And then we went to the six and seven movie where we're at two year gaps. So, you know, for Saw and, and any franchise, obviously Harry Potter is bigger than this, but that's hard to do, what, no matter yes. what concept. And, like, like, forgetting everything else, let's just talk straight up. You know, if you're just talking straight logistics and getting out a movie, to uphold the quality is almost the thing that the studio kind of throws by the wayside. They're like, dude, just put the name fucking Saw on it and have it come out in October, yeah. and it's going to make $45 million. You're right. This dude right here... And this you and is I are like, guilty of that. We would go to every single one, every time. Oh, and look forward to it. The way this guy's reacting is how I picture like the crazy guy in the neighborhood when it's Halloween and you put that bucket out that says, please take one, and you catch a kid grab two Snickers. Which is like, I actually am that person because we, we have a Halloween tradition where we're never home. Um, that's not the tradition of not being home. We have a tradition of that's well, why not we're not tradition, home. But hey, everyone has their own thing, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> we do put the bucket out. That's just please take one. And I'm always shocked when I get back that there's still candy in there. 
That is actually reassuring to me. So you and I talked about this when we, I I don't know if you recall, when we first saw this movie in theaters, this is the first inkling I remember being like, there is room in these little, like, you know, whatever you want to call these. Fit in one of those. And I remember, I think like it was something that, I don't know if we said to each other immediately or said to each other at the end of the movie, we're like, this scene to us was obvious that multiple people could have fit in these little containers. Because Jigsaw is not typically the guy where he's like, I'm going to give you a little bit of buffer. Yeah. Why look how much room there is? And they don't hide from showing it. They're very clear, as we just saw, that there was room. And that's usually they like to hold their twist to the end. They kind of just showed us that everyone could have survived right then and there. Well, I think that's the great thing about the Saw movies. And now that we're doing the commentary on this one, I think I've seen this movie maybe four, five times in my life. But they, there are things where after you know the twist, typically with the movie where it's like hinging on like the last 10 minutes or specifically like the third act, you're like, yeah, there's really not much for me when I go back and rewatch it. But almost David Lynchian, although mm-hmm. I'm not a Lynch fan, so I'll I'll just leave it at that. But I think there is more to a rewatch in the Saw movies because Jigsaw works backwards, basically. So you'll you'll basically appreciate his plan more if you go rewatch the movie knowing the end game. Where there's yeah. some films where it's like, well, if I know the twist, what am I going to get out of seeing it again? Especially the first two. I mean, the fir- after seeing the first one and the second one, I was like, I will rebuy a ticket right now and just get right back in line. Yeah, that there is, is so much. And, and, and we'll always admit that as much as we love this franchise, you know, three through seven and arguably eight, however we want to put that in the canon, um, you know, never held up to that. But it was something we always enjoyed. But the, the, the feeling we got for the first Saw two, two Saw movies was... I don't know if, like how someone can repl- replicate such an amazing twist. The dog might be working with Jigsaw too. You can't you can't question everything. You have to. You have to assume everyone is Jigsaw here. It's likely when we the dog, he wouldn't answer a single question. And I'm sorry, man. You gotta you gotta you gotta answer the questions. Is this the rudest apartment complex? What's the story here? Four, uh, like, gangbangers and a 90-year-old woman. And then for some reason, Jigsaw. I gotta tell you, John cleans up. Would you not think it's specific? The elevator goes all the way down, and this guy's also riding it back up. <laughs> I was actually just about to say that. I'm like, how much do you think Jigsaw has been in that elevator all day, just waiting for Hoffman to get in there? These are the things the movie doesn't show you. The dedication to putting all of the tapes everywhere and him just sitting on the elevator like eventually <laughs> Hoffman's going to come on here. He put the uh, I'm assuming Jigsaw put the like handmade with like faded red marker out of order sign on the other elevator. <clears throat> and can we talk about how Jigsaw had the strength to bully Hoffman there? I think Hoffman is kind of like a dominatrix in a weird way he wanted to be he put under it. Yeah. Cuz he has can't like Jigsaw has cancer right now. And it's like, took... yeah. What's the fucked up version of like the mother bird syndrome where they say like if your kids are trapped under a car, you could pick it up. <laughs> if he gets like a kill boner, like Hoffman oh, in the elevator, yeah. he could, you know, rip his arms out. 
That's the beautiful thing about John Kramer. Cycling based on the cup, that could definitely be Lebanese coffee he's drinking. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I would give him, I would give Jigsaw honestly that he has to drink that kind of coffee. He's he, he has to work all night. It's the strongest kind of coffee you can drink. He's like it's an espresso. I know I shouldn't. <laughs> it's my <laughs> second one. Mondays, am I right? Uh, okay, so I have a few flaws. Well, you're a serial killer, but no, no, that. But I've never killed anyone. It's the espresso that I need to get off. I of. think that's my favorite thing Jigsaw has ever said. I've never killed anyone. I love how it's early in the series, but Detective Matthews literally he shuts that shit down so fast. Yeah, he's like, okay, John, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> Guns don't kill people. What if Hoffman's like, oh my god, I need to get a three on the back sides next time I go to supercuts. Wait, I have oh, myself. John, move the mirror. I get it. I like ham. Can you at least change the angle of the mirror to do top bot down, not like, bottom up? You're missing the point. You, I need you to stop killing people pretending to be me. Ugh, my chins. Chins, plural. <laughs> this is thank you, thank you, Jigsaw. I needed to see this side of me. I John, will start yeah, a vegan diet. Black is not slimming on me. Well, I wanted to focus more on the murder, the excessive murder, but... John's like, you are not getting the point. No, 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 my cholesterol is high. You're absolutely I get right. it. Less red meat. Hey, okay, maybe once a week, right? And the shrimp has got to go completely. <laughs> Hoffman is not the best actor, I got to say. I wish they would do a flashback of, like, him at the police squadron, like, slow-pitch softball league game, where he hits, like, the game-winning double, and he's the fucking hero. But it's like really slow motion. The uh, everyone running to him. <laughs> I mean, I know it's depre- it's depressing drinking, but like I I could I'd like to get some beers with Hoffman. Okay, but here here's my problem. Jigsaw just was like, "You drink so you can sleep." I'm like, "But I've done that." So, shit. He's gonna be at your door next. Although you've murdered way less people than Hoffman has. Yeah, not not nobody, but less. Oh, you notice I didn't say nobody? Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just, you know, I'm just I'll admit things. I don't know if Jigsaw's gonna I have a one of those ring camera doorbells, so I think that's gonna hold Jigsaw away, you know. Hundred percent. Anytime a murderer sees one of those, they're like, shit, I was gonna kill them, but I guess not now. Jake says, like, if I spend a second round pick on you, are you going to stay healthy? Been a cop for 20 years. He does not look. Oh, I mean, do you start when you were six? Oh, that includes the decimal. He couldn't round up. Well, he's he's a... Jigsaw's like, latest census data shows us that. Wait, what? <laughs> on a recent survey, I read. I was out on the street. But but I, I do appreciate that with Jigsaw. We've always seen him to be a mathematician, a man of science. Uh, he is always really in tune <laughs> with the demographics of his city. The, the acting yeah. in this movie. I, see, this is why I think Hoffman, I just never... He, he to me, was just never a good actor. I just yeah, struggled with I, my... Well, cycling, he's a soccer player. I mean... Jesus. Well, soccer players are great actors. I'm a sex. No, I'm saying he's focused on that. That's why he's not a good actor. He's sex. Soccer symbol. players are always diving. That's a good point. 
If you're Hoffman, dude, you know you're safe. Jigsaw, his whole mantra is, I'm not a murderer. There's no way he could pull the trigger on you. But if he had called him out for that, it's like, yeah, I'm not scared of you. John's like, oh, my God, could you imagine? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like, I've never killed anyone, Hoffman. Yeah, you keep saying that. We're just having dinner. I don't understand why that's every other word. That's here. actually his Tinder profile is I've never killed anyone. Like, but why did you mention that? Now I'm suspicious. Never killed anyone. Not looking for a mother to my child. I was looking for someone to hang out. I always love how trusting he is. Like, he's like, hey, you want me to give you a chance? So I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. Okay, let me out of this trap. Honestly, John, I would literally suck your dick right now if you untied me. Oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> what? I mean, I might suck your dick anyway, but... It's a figure speech. So we're what I think... We're well over... We're well over. We're right around the halfway point in the movie. And we have gotten two scenes with the main story. And so you and I talked about this off pod. This is, I think, the shortest amount of time we get in the Saw movies with yeah. the main trap storyline. But um, I gotta say, it doesn't leave me wanting. Really. Yeah, absolutely. And it, because when we do get those scenes with the main trap storyline, they are very quick. Um, they are very just to the point. They don't extend it. Like Saw 6, when we get to that one, the it's health insurance the trap, one. Right? I feel like it's... Yeah, there's stories behind every trap. There's character development behind the traps because as you guys may recall or if you haven't seen it that was very dealt on being forced to choose specific people and so this one is just really goes out of its way to focus on the cop story which i think why it's more redeeming now yeah and you know at this point in the series like people came in like obviously we did as super fans with like a preconceived notion of all right the narrative is going to devote x amount of resources to the traps um, but I think kind of the cool thing is, like you said, the first one, a lot of it is budget because of locations. It is what 70% in that bathroom, which works perfectly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But here, every time we cut to the group of five, which is dwindling down, we know that there's no, not that the first one does this, but I'm just saying it's very direct. No one in there is like doing a Sudoku. Like everything is fucking pointed and moves the plot forward concretely. What if, what if, like, Jigsaw put Sudoku in every room just to see if anyone would be distracted? Aren't these, Shit, like, so dude. hard? I'm a sucker for Sudoku, dude. I have dude, to Dude, if you put it. a Sudoku, I would be dead in a second. I'd be like, can I just cut myself somewhere? Like, I, I don't do these. <laughs> Hello, Jeff. Before you was an expert Sudoku puzzle. I Your thought that life. <laughs> was a dick at first. I thought it was just a guy's hanging brain in the photo. It's possible. I gotta say, and Cycle, you've you know worked at pretty big companies. This police department, what is the laminate budget? I mean, because whoever ran these reports, they just went fucking ham. I, you know, I don't want to be the one to say this out loud, but the laminate lobby in Washington is pure evil. They have a monopoly on everything. They want you to believe you need laminate on your folders, on your badges, and I'm probably. This is probably the last time you'll ever hear from me for saying that out loud. I'm just going to be honest. All right. Well, it's nice knowing you. Just make sure your family's taken care of. <laughs> just don't let them laminate my body, okay? 
Hoffman's plan here, I don't know, dude, this, I can't remember the name of the guy from Russia. We'll just call him Russia with the pencil mustache. Dude, he just gets played so hard, really from every angle. Like, Hoffman has him fooled in the sense that he's, like, literally committing the murders and has him chasing his tail following Strom. And Strom has him fooled because he's still working the case probably harder than he was when he was actually on the fucking case. Like, he's literally just sitting there with all the files, and this guy has no goddamn clue what he's up well, to. It goes back to what we said, that cops don't communicate. But I don't think there's one movie involving a cop storyline where the supervising cop is actually right yeah, or knowledgeable. Every time it's about the rogue cop who goes against what the, you know, what the supervising cop is saying, going against protocol, you would think eventually maybe some sort of cop that gets promoted is, I don't know, ad- adequately able to do his job. But uh, well, in this and the movie, interesting it, thing here, this guy isn't fucking up because he's acting like really irrationally and like impulsively. He's, he's just a dumbass. He just like everyone is pulling the wool over his eyes. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Like, how did he get promoted? He has a high scale job. They're FBI. This isn't local police department, right? Look, it's like, I, I'm not saying this, but I'm saying it. Uh, his uncle happens to be kind of high up in the force. That's not why he got the job. So don't don't. It's even a coincidence. Know. What? No, why he it's got a the job? Small town. Come on. I See, actually do. Someone get, had to die. Getting back to the trap of five, and he, um, I think is it's it's not the best performance in the world. But this guy who plays like the junkie, the yeah. next like two scenes in here, he actually does a pretty good job. I do too. Yeah, and I think that's a you know. He 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 gives us help. This, the five were never the problem to me in this movie. I always felt like Hoffman was the biggest weakness, and as we continue to see throughout the rest of the franchise, but there was something about I, I feel like the directors were like overact. We got it from the very beginning. There was overacting in the Saw movies. Oh yeah, this is cool. Like Strom revisiting this the razor wire trap from the first Saw, which at the time is really just like a throwaway trap that they showed to sort of establish well, Jigsaw's modus operandi. And even here, it's not too significant, but it's always just cool when the franchise kind of goes back to the... Absolutely, but I'm also confused why the police never cleaned this crime scene up. Like, why did they leave the, the barbed wire? They were going to, and then they had that police league softball game. Like, hey, we'll get to it next week, and then everyone just forgot about it. So this is the guy uh, mm-hmm. who was in that trap. Yes, this is the first. Like, and that's what I like about this one. And we start getting those in others. They start making references to those original traps, and we get some backstories. Which you can call it, you know, retroactive continuity. And I'm not going to act like it isn't. But also, if you're able to add, and Marvel has been doing this in their comics for 200 years, not really like 100 years. But if you can add color to something without. Uh, contradicting like what the narrative has been i always think it's clever right like that's the job of writers essentially well look you're not going to give us seven slash eight saw movies and we're about to get nine um without referencing it you had to bring people back and yes you and i are the sick ones who would have shown up for no reason but there's a reason that people continue to go generally speaking is because they were making references. They were continuing yes. a specific storyline and people loved seeing this kind of thing. Uh, I've always been the type of guy where people are like, Oh, the movie's bogged down. It just connects to all the other films. To me, that's music to my ears, no matter what it is. Like, and 
at the end of the day, if you're one of those people and you get to be that person, and I love being a movie snob sometimes, but you can't mean you can't pay just seven twenty-five or you know ten bucks or whatever it is to just go to a movie and turn your brain off and just get entertainment. Then I'm sorry, man, you're missing out. And dude, let's talk continuity. Jigsaw with the Floyd Mayweather robe that he always wore, like even in the first one. Remember when Tap and Sing yes. invade the warehouse? He has it on because nothing makes that like robe. a baller than a pure silk robe on. It's it's freeing. I gotta feel like it's like when he is doing physical activity like that, he has pure movement. It's like those slicky pants. Have you ever worn silk boxers? My God. No, you, well, I'm not made of money. <laughs> well, some of us are. So that's not true. me. Some of us is what I'm saying. Jake says, "Like, let's get the fucking jams cranking." You know what I'm saying? Oh, sorry. No, that's just a clock. <laughs> like genuine pony. <laughs> What's a good playlist to have this guy die to? What if that was playing while you were suffering in that way? Like, genuine like, Pony is just blasting <laughs> while you are bleeding to death. Like, fuck, this is life or Jump death. Also, it. this is a banger. Certified banger. There's worse songs I would die to. Rather, not die to. What's the Marshall Erickson line? Not like this. <laughs> when he doesn't have health insurance for, like, 12 yeah. hours. There's a bear in the shower for some reason in New York City. <laughs> Well, you used to live there. That happened all the time. That's true. Probably every third apartment I looked at had a had a bear in it. It's half the battle on Zillow. No bears in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, it's it's odd when a place a listing won't include that detail. Like, what are you hiding? <laughs> it's like what Jigsaw saying. I've never killed anyone on his Tinder. Like the Zillow profile is immediately no bears in the bathroom. You're like, right. but that seems like. Jigsaw's being very pensive. He's like, I'm thinking of writing a memoir. Should I do first or third person? He's like, well, isn't there a fat guy like about to die out there? I asked you a simple question. <laughs> this is actually matching up really well with the dialogue right <laughs> and how he's acting. The other day we had like our music playing over our speakers and there was some, I think I was watching a basketball game and it was like the guys in between timeouts were dancing and they were dancing perfectly to the music I had playing. It's just one of those great small joys of life, I feel like. I, I really, all, yes, I've always been a big fan of just muting the TV and just seeing what happens and putting on some music. Especially movies. Movies do a really good job of, of matching that. All right, Cycling, can you lock it down for like a minute? I have to use the facilities. Oh my God, this is before, just going to... Before what? What are we at timestamp-wise? All right, we got like the last 20 minutes, so. Yeah, this movie is absolutely just flies by, in my opinion. I mean, I think all of the Saw movies. See, here, I, I thought I was carrying this, and you're still here. The Dr. Like, well, when you show the oh court in light, when I'm going to walk away. Yeah, how, I can't leave now. Um, another flashback. But I, I think this movie, in consideration of all the other Saw movies, I, they all are around an hour and a half. But and maybe it's because the storyline is much different um, compared to the other Saw movies where the focal point is not the big traps. It's not the story among who are um, who the story of the people who are in the traps. This is very much dedicated around Hoffman and how he got involved with Jigsaw. And again, we're getting the reference to Saw 2, um, the setup here. And that's really the premise of this movie. And I think that's why it holds up on the rewatch because it is something that we, as people who are enjoying the story of Jigsaw, who, you know, Hornacek would tell you 
is why we always love this movie. These this whole franchise. So absolutely throwback to Saw Two, and we're seeing them talk about how we're just preparing for scenarios. As long as as much as you know, we were laughing about how Jigsaw prepares for every scenario. We are getting a genuine answer where he is saying that I don't know that this will happen, but here is a possibility of this happening. And as we're about to see, um, this is exactly how Saw Two really opens up with the first death in their big in their big game. And as Jay Sock said, they're leaving a lot of chance. He just knows people. He studies people. And I think there's something fundamentally fun about that. If you're good at anticipating the human mind. But I would like to see like a blooper reel. Absolutely. If if we could get a jigsaw blooper reel <laughs> of all the things he missed. I mean, that's like funny or die. I don't think is like a thing anymore, but they should have been all over that. Like that's like right? what. And, and so while you're in the bathroom, what I was respecting about the scene is what I was saying was this is about Jigsaw saying I might be wrong in some of my predictions, but it's about anticipating the human mind. But that means he was wrong, but we just never saw it. Yeah, that's true. Is it a Billy Joel song where he goes, I may be right or you may be right. I may be crazy. <laughs> what is in this that bathtub? Jesus Christ. Dip. Yeah, this is the uh, this is a pretty gruesome one here. Uh, acting this is like where there's not they actually realize like oh we fucked up right? No, one more. They don't realize it until it's just the two of them. <clears throat> and when we get to the last trap in just a few minutes, I have posited my theory on this many times, and I don't think I'm right. Uh, and I think you've actually convinced me otherwise. But I do have. The one where they have to fill it up with liquids. I do have a. Oh, yes. I do have a few alternative solutions, but I'm very well aware of the caveat that in these situations, when it's literally like life or death, it's not like we're sitting here, like literally for. I've gone to bed at night thinking about ways to get out of these traps. Yeah. They don't have that advantage. Well, and between that and we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. And angles, I think, make it very difficult on the very last one. Because in theory, I think you're correct, but. In practice, it's right. But and, and but that's the whole fun part about Jigsaw, though, is is for people like us to sit here and go, "What would we do in this situation?" I think you and I have always enjoyed being like, "Nope, that one specifically. Yes, we could have gotten out, but I would not. I would die." Yeah, in this one, I guess, like, okay, let's just break down how far we think we would get. Being objectively honest, first trap. It's really just kind of overpowering a few people to get the key. I think we'd both be good there. Yeah. <clears throat> Second trap, there's really no reason they like they were just being dumbasses. They just said well, the other... You and I traveled through Europe together and, and roomed in all the hostels together. I think I'd have been like, hey, buddy, come in this room with me. Yeah, we'd be totally fine. <laughs> For a good while the weirdos are hanging out out there. <clears throat> The, this one in particular, the electrocution trap, I don't know. Obviously, the whole point was all five of them surviving could have done this. I don't know, and I don't think we're ever explicitly told if three of them could have handled the surge. 
Yeah. And I think Megan Good's character, I'm too lazy to look up her name, but when she sees the five circuits, she's kind of starting to put together like, well, there were five of us initially. Yeah. She puts it together in the very last trap. And so, again, that's, they, here they're like, oh, one person goes in. God, this is rough. This is like the scene in the movie, I feel like. It's so funny that she does that, though. Like, as someone who's clearly been just shown to be out for herself, I didn't try, like, I mean, like, why was she not just like, all right, I don't care who survives with me as long as I survive. I mean, cycling, you get two hot chicks together and they just start to get jealous of each other. It's it's the way the jungle works. (laughs) Women, am I right? She's probably going to take her shoes, too, because they're really pretty fancy here. Yeah, but you don't want it in that, like, random goop. Now, his body can touch hers, right? That's what I'm kind of confused. Like, while it's being touched. Oh, by I got you. Yeah. What if she comes back to life? She's, like, zombified. Like, well, this What if she's, was... like... <laughs> we just crossed into a totally different genre now. <laughs> this is way better than caffeine in the morning. This is way better than that uh, Lebanese coffee that Jigsaw was have you heard of a, You ever heard of a Milla lamp? Because I have not. <laughs> Dude, British. Vicious. Savage. Why is it turning me on? So, and that's the thing about, this is the only trap that I question. Well, obviously, again, not to say all five of them. I don't know, theoretically, if all three of them could have survived it. I mean, maybe they could have, but. I mean, I'll tell you this. It. When we use the term survive, I'm not talking like they'd walk in and be like, hee hee, that tickles. Like, they would yes. be fucking excruciating pain. And exactly. And then what state would they be in in the next trap? Now, all of them, I think, all of them would have been fine. It Not would have been a tickle, but if all five continue to survive, then yes, it wouldn't have been. And this is Jigsaw's point. Like, the, the group of people he assembled here, you know, for a reason. Obviously, they have their connection for them to be able to expect it's not like he expects this, this is the test but they're not going to be able to cooperate this many consecutive times it's completely well, against their nature and it goes against everything jigsaw believes because let's say there's one of them who's like guys let's work together we can all survive it takes as we saw in the beginning just one person to fuck it all up and now that person is punished also if there's one guy who's willing to say that this is his like reflexive uh like move once he hears the jigsaw tape, he probably wouldn't end up here anyway. Yeah, exactly. And doesn't jigsaw feel bad if someone was doing everything they could to survive and still got fucked? Like maybe I misjudged you, but the, the sad thing about this, Tom, is I can't just pull you out. You know. Well, he does actually. Do you remember Jigsaw and in in, in in Jigsaw, the eighth movie? That was the big twist. Oh yeah yeah yeah. There was a guy who kind of like his helmet didn't work and he went and saved his life. And I would need to rewatch that one at some point because I remember being very, very upset with it. Just be, I, I think mainly because we were like, well, if you're going to bring it back after a decade, like you have to have something in mind. Right. This is just like another iteration of it with yeah. nothing. No twist. And, but yeah, that was kind of cool to see, like, because we always joke like, dude, when he first started doing this, he had to fuck up a few times. Right. Yeah. And he did fuck. I mean, I will give that movie a little bit of credit for for showing that he did fuck up and fix this fuck up, kind of. 
I I do. I, I did rewatch Jigsaw, um, as you know, probably a couple months ago for the first time since we saw it in theaters together. It 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 was better than Saw Seven. Saw Seven is easily the worst one. Easily. Saw Seven has thirty seconds of it that are cool. You know what I'm talking about. I won't yes. spoil. It. No one's seen it, but aside, it from- deserved better. That part deserved better. Yeah, the whole plot uh, device around that did deserve better. Um, but I do kind of hope that Spiral ignores Jigsaw canon. And I'm fearful that that is involved. I, I'm fearful because that's the point of Jigsaw was that the story continues. Um, I am it because I really only remember this isn't a spoiler if anyone hasn't seen it, but the lasers. Yeah, at the very end. I didn't remember much. Sorry? I, I don't remember like specifically what it teased at the end. Yeah. I'll have to. That seems I, also like the most obviously like obvious fake door. Like he did not have to do anything to get that open. Do you think they reshot some of these scenes or just use well, footage? That's a good question because the scene where he takes the oxygen mask off, that's the exact shot from Saw 3. Yes. But they had to reshoot some of it, which again, talk like if you have a makeup team and props department, like that's kind of a nightmare. Like the hey, continuity. We, right. To verbatim recreate this scene. Because I'm sure I don't I don't know if they have the money to keep these sets intact, right? I mean they have the money. The question is do they want to do it? Right. <clears throat> now these are all re- these are all just you know. Yeah. It is weird that yeah he would just be like yeah he's dead definitely. But you didn't see a body? No, I'm just assuming it's been really bad. I can. Now, he really that. he realizes it's Hoffman. Look how angry he is. He was in Gilmore Girls, right? He was very Gilmore Girls. He was also in Little Big League. Which one was that? That's one where the little kid manages the Minnesota Twins. The documentary, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Am I right? Because the Minnesota Twins are like, it's like they are run by a little kid. Because they suck. It's too far, dude. You you always push it way too far. I just tell it like it is, man. (laughs) I call it like I see them, you know? Again, the leather budget in these movies, $1.6 million. I, have you ever been a leather guy? Like, have you ever worn a leather jacket just even for fun for like five minutes? You know, I, I guess I have two takes on that. Number one, I don't think I'm old enough to wear leather. Mm. Wow. Uh, and, and number two, I don't think I, I have the cachet to really pull it mm. off. So my parents gave me a leather jacket once. And I've never, like, it was so nice of them, but I've never put it on. I mean, I put it on, like, when they gave it to me. And I just cannot pull it off. It's tough to, for us to, like, come up with this, especially considering, like, our friend group, to come up with a scenario where we can pull that off. I feel like if I showed up to your place with a leather jacket, you'd be like, what the fuck? You'd be like, seriously, bro? I'd be like, have you turned totally Sith? And you'd be like, ugh, I wish. <laughs> Trying to, dude. You know, you know who would wear? I feel like would wear leather. Our uh, our friend over there in uh, Fort Worth, the oh doctor. Oh God! 
Of course he would. <laughs> I just I don't know if I've ever seen him in weather, but I feel like he would definitely wear it. Hoffman's like, can I get a venti caramel macchiato? I actually need to go watch these people kill themselves. Yeah, you could just order the drink. That's fine. Also, do the turkey sausage flatbread. Like, yeah, movie? we're out of that. Sorry. Order after watch. He has all their DMV records. Like, all right, bro, relax. They tailgated once. Jesus Christ. I like this chick. She is. She's just like. She. They, I love that. Like the costume artist. Like it's like we're gonna put you in glasses. Is this gonna make you look smart? He's a genius. Bingo. <laughs> here we go. All right. This is this is where it all comes to fruition here. Yeah, this is the fabled last trap of the five become one. Yeah, now they see the armholes for multiple people and they're like, you know what? You might have fucked up. Are they able to still go into the old rooms? No, because of the pipe bombs and lock the door. Because I was going to say, if the door wasn't locked, you could still get blood oh. out of your bodies. See, that's what she should have been doing. Instead of collecting the keys, she's just dragging all the dead Drag bodies the with her. They're like, why are you doing this? I don't know. It just might come in handy later. She's like one of the world's strongest men people. They tie like a rope around her waist and it's connected to each of the fucking corpses. <laughs> See, this is where like that jigsaw Twitter would be like, hey, uh, I know that you've been dragging those dead bodies, but I, it's actually I didn't mean for that to be a thing. And now I have to you know, rewire this whole plot. So sorry. Can you just stand tight for a little bit? You're actually it's like cheating. when, when the, you know the NFL like a spread is not being covered. So Goodell put in the call of the refs. He's like, <laughs> I need a few holding penalties. And he's like, shit, dude, this is on me. This is on me, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, she figures out now. Like the timing doesn't start until they close that door. Yeah, and now realizing it in the fifth room, I like I don't want to be that guy, but it's like, yeah, it's a little too late, you know. Well, here's the, the interesting thing to me. I mean, I guess it doesn't make that much of a difference because otherwise they'd be locked in there forever. But until they close that door, the timer doesn't start. And they close the door because the pipe bomb in the other room is going to go off. They, right. right? They could have yes. hid behind the door and never closed it. And the pipe bomb wouldn't have killed them. That is, that is a good point. I don't remember exactly the uh, way that they had to enter each room, but I think some of them it might have been difficult to do. Well, I know for the second one, they physically close it. I know this one they do here, too. So well, she's. No, you're right. Because the second room, the pipe bomb goes off with them in it because they have to crawl in little tunnels. Yeah. So that one, they would have been fine. That door should still be open, really. Yeah. Right? So she is acknowledging right here. Yeah. <laughs> A little late. This is the game. We just need but all five of us. But here's the thing they're in the room right now with Megan Good's character. Grab her out of the tub. You could probably just use right. all her blood. Right, watch. She, they physically closed the door. Yeah. They didn't need to do that. They could have just hid behind on the other side. Correct. The, the and, nails aren't going to bounce. And if you could get Megan Good's body, I mean, she's dead, so it doesn't matter. But you could probably just use her blood to fill this All of up. it. Which is where Jigsaw's like, ugh, I guess you guys win, but I'll probably kidnap you guys again in a few months to make up for this. Girl, I'm so mad. <laughs> no, but seriously, congrats. Respect, though. Respect. You played the game. Hey, I do, 20% I, it's on me. the gift shop when you leave. Just out of, you know, sheer competitiveness. I feel like Jigsaw really should have a gift shop for the few people who do survive. He's like, we don't make as much money on this as I'd like. No one actually survives. Look, you'll notice the prices are very competitive. I'm not trying to mark this stuff up and, like, live off of it. I'm not trying to put a daughter through college. 
I just want you guys to have fun. Get a hat. <laughs> so I think you and I have talked about this specific trap. I don't think I could do it. Definitely not. Like, I could cut myself fine with, like, a controlled blade, but, like, a blade spinning at, like, no. 5,000 rotations a second, you know, a minute. 100 not. 100% not. And uh, if you're listening at home, we kind of teased this earlier, and I know it was you don't give a fuck, but I'll tell you anyway. My yeah. suspicion was, and Cycli cited the angle, which is definitely true, although if you can pee through this gate, it might work. I was going to say, what if you could urinate? But you have to get it in the bucket, though. Correct. But uh, it's not, I mean, even if you got like 30% of your piss yeah, in there. in theory, yeah. Another thing I suggested, and this is not as effective, but you could potentially start spitting into it. So, but here's the thing. Um, it's, it requires 10 pints. Yeah. That's, that's way too much. Right, like, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to look this up. I'll tell you this right now. I don't pee well under pressure, so I probably wouldn't. Can you look away? Okay. So a healthy bladder can hold one and a half to two cups of urine. Let me do the equation now. Yeah. That doesn't sound like... I feel like a pint is more than that. A cup is what? So if you do two cups, let's say, that's equivalent to one pint. So you we need and to that's pee. If you're like about to burst because you have to right. Burst. So you would need to pee five times a full bladder. So you would need five people, and one of them is a girl. So that's not going to happen. So do you? I love that they did that math. They probably did that math. Good for them, actually. Whether it's blood or urine, you need five people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cycli, of course, this is the refurbished house from the first two Saw movies. And again, why have the police not just closed this shit down? Like, they just... <laughs> Property values, baby. Like, they've left... They do these investigations, and instead of just, I don't know, either demolishing it or cleaning up or changing ownership, they're just like, let's just leave it as is. I do have one more... Um... Horn's fun fact that there really wasn't like a specific time to drop this. Maybe during the police press conference, but I thought this was interesting. Uh, according to IMDb, Danny Glover was offered a chance to reprise his role in a flashback. He had to decline because of reshoot conflicts with his film Blindness, released in 2008. Which, if you've not seen Blindness, likely, pretty interesting concept and a lot of good actors like Mark Ruffalo's in it as well. Oh. It's about... Uh, this disease that's going around the world that causes people to go blind within 72 hours. I don't think I have seen that. It's, or I was blind. It's pretty dark, uh, but there is a pretty... In a good twist. way? Yes. Okay. There's a good twist at the end. By the way, okay. Brit right now, Julie Benz, I mean, so hot. Well, Even in the Brit. No, so this is where we're really getting to... We haven't really talked about the storyline um of what happened with the five of them they have you know city right. permits real estate developers and basically that an apartment was burned down on purpose um to get rid of you know the people so they could build a, like not an arena they were building something uh maybe it was an arena and and so you realize that actually julie benz's character is the like the worst of them the whole time you've actually felt like she was you know, yeah, because of, she's been acting in the trap probably the most, yeah. maybe 
released too and far. And you're suspicious, like the journalist was a dick. You're like, oh, this guy's on drugs, like the city right. planner. But she's the one who came up with this idea, right? Yeah, I mean, really everyone unbeknownst to, to really just themselves was put in their roles because of her plan. Yeah, exactly. Which was a, I guess, I mean, like a, a, tw- a small twist in consideration yeah. that usually you're like, you know, like, oh, Amanda's redeemed herself or she is just like, no, she is just pure evil. Well, it kind of throws the audience because she's been acting. I mean, you know, she's in the trap because she's a shithead. But she's been acting the most redeemably of anyone. Yeah. And this is very um, Saw 1 and Saw 2 here, where we're getting, you think he's about to break in. Because that's exactly, you know, like, uh, like his storyline is going at the exact same time. Um, Oh, God. See, I can't, I couldn't do it. Well, the Saw trope is the cutting back and forth. Like, that's what they do. They basically invented that. And this is a very very Saw-esque, do what I say, listen God. to me literally. And cycling, oh. it's so interesting because we are massive, massive fans of this franchise. But I think I speak for you as well. We hate the gore. Not hate, but yeah. it is not at all appealing to us. Like, that's not at all what we like about this. And And I think that's hard for people to really get their head wrapped around it because the consideration right. you always read online is that people who like these movies are just into the gore. They're into... The casual fan thinks like, oh, it, you just like torture porn movies then. Yes. And I'm like, far from it. Dude, I don't want to watch the hostile movies. Correct. Like, the, the thing that... You and I have talked about this all the time. It's the story that gets us in the seat for, for this movie, for these movies. Um, I never saw Hostile 2 because there's no story to it. It's just, let's kill people. Right. God, and I'm glad you did that research on the pints because that is just insane. And and that's the thing to get it. And I and I'm with you. If there were five of them, they could split it between blood. But like to get it in there would be just an amazing P performance. Yeah. That I can. Oh, here we go. Okay, we're about to see his. Not yet, but his arm is just the prosthetic on his arm is like pretty well done. And here we go. Agent Strom's going to listen to it and do the opposite of what the instructor Here's the thing, man. Does. If you get to the point where you press play on the tape, you're already fucked. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of... Except he, he could listen to the tape. You know, like, actually listen. You would think a smart detective who's investigating it would know. And that's the one thing we never got in the entire franchise was just one time. And that would be a good way for Saw 7 to end. Was someone winning... By listening to the words, little like strong, and not getting in the tomb. You obviously tomb, can't I mean. glean too much from a trailer, but Chris Rock's character in Spiral, and I might look like a dumbass in two weeks, but he seems to be very in tune to the Jigsaw Killer's modus operandi. And, right? Okay. Can we? I'm in. We haven't really just talked about. Maybe we, we can. You want to do like a two, three minute spiral discussion at the end? Yeah, because I have some things I want to predict. Yeah, and, please. Because people listen predict. to this, it's in. You know, the new one's coming out, so it's in preparation. Oh, and here, here is go. the Look at that shot. Look at that shot. <sighs> oh my god, that's a good prosthetic, bro. Like seriously. No, he's a method actor. He did that. Oh great! Yeah. Why do you think he hasn't been in anything else? Was it worth it? No. 
Daniel Day Lewis really wanted that part, but Daniel he's Lewis like is jealous. He's like, "Fuck, man, I would have done this if I knew I got to kill myself." Daniel Day Lewis hates acting so much. He's like, "I would like love to die in my role, so I don't have to do this anymore." You and I debated a lot, like what the shattered glass means in here. I've yeah, missed... I think it's meant to look painful, right? Like, like it's like, oh, I'm gonna. Which tempted Strom not to go in there is how I always interpreted it. Well, you know, they should have done. Just had my ex-wife there talking to you about uh, your credit card statement. That would have been just as painful, am I right? I mean, she made like ten times more money than you. You were basically a bum. It's not about money. Net worth isn't measured in numbers. That's what <sighs> Look, again, the judge said you can't talk about her anymore. So clearly you're in violation. Again. Did I say her name? Did I say Karen's or Rachel's name once? She was a Karen is why I said Wait, you ha Okay, I was like, you have another ex-wife? Because I didn't get involved in that. Ugh, I wish. You think I could get laid twice? Yeah, right. By a Karen? God, the complaints out of that Karen, you know? Dude, so, okay, so Hoffman whooping Strom's ass, is this because he's still pretty weak from the tracheotomy? I also think it's to, yeah, I think so too. But see, he wants this to happen, right? Like he's letting right. him. Yeah, now yeah. no, no that's, a, that's a good point. I forgot about how this. And the thing so, is, I think that's the only representation of the glass. Like it's all like, ooh, look how scary and dangerous it is. No, actually, that's a really good point. I forgot that Hoffman uses this as kind of the bait and switch. Yep. So Strom sees the glass and he inherently says, oh, well, that that looks painful. That must be not the place I want to be laying in. Even though he says this coffin is your What I mean, he literally like said this coffin can save you. Yeah, this coffin is like your savior. <laughs> but again, that's like that requires listening to it. OK, so I do like this, but we don't. And I can be completely wrong. We never find out whether she survives. I don't think we do. We never see her again after this. We don't see no. anything about them in the next few movies. Definitely not. And it's interesting because uh, Saw 3D or what are they? Saw, Saw Legacy. Saw 7, yeah. One of the titles Saw. of it. But that's kind of it the It has like they, multiple. Yeah, which is how you know it's a bad movie when like they're like, I don't, we don't know the title, whatever. Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn... Margot Robbie's in it is the title. Um, but that Margot one, Robbie's hot. Right. This movie. If they don't reference a character in Saw 3D, they at least they show them or they try to give you because they did. I think you know whether it was ill intentioned or not. They tried to say we're going to wrap everybody's storyline up here. But see, now we're going to go. I'm going to go on a tangent where I'm like. This as my, I mean, and again, egg on our face, right? Like, really, did I anticipate a low-budget horror franchise gore base to give me that satisfaction? That's on me. I, I should have known they weren't going to give me that ending that we deserved. Uh, but at the same time, like, but why not? They could have still done both. Right. And I don't know. I mean, I don't believe they had like some overall. Uh, quote unquote showrunner overseeing all the films, but I know in the seven movies, I think they had five or six different directors. Yeah, I think you're right. Five. We had like no continuity between them. I mean, Which and that gives a credit to the directors because there was a feeling of continuity, and we talked about that earlier. Correct. What they would do a lot of times is bring in like and either a second unit director or like uh, someone who worked 
either as a I mean producers aren't typically aren't on set that much, but the next director they would hire would have been involved with the previous project, which does kind of help. Do you think I think I've asked you this before? Um, Sorry, here's our steps theme, which we love so much. Yes, but one of the most iconic score main themes in any movie. Beautifully, yes. I still wonder if they killed Jigsaw too early. And the, and then the, the franchise suffered from trying to cover up more storylines. Yeah, that's really the catch twenty two because, I mean, what what did Saw think was too early, right? Like, did they yeah. actually ever think they'd make eight of right. these? Seven and they of thought these? maybe four of them, and that's why the twist was such a big deal. I you know, mm-hmm. and and here we are at the end of Saw five with no end in sight. We're obviously gonna you know spoiler alert if you can't tell what's about to happen. Get Strom out of these movies um you know and you're like well where are they gonna go i think that was the why you and i like struggled with this movie because we're like well where are they gonna go they're just gonna keep doing the same thing this is where he's like well fuck hoffman i mean you really did actually think this through also we could both fit in there i mean it'd be a little weird we could go head to foot i don't think it'd be weird at all i'd I'd totally be chill with it (laughs) Uh, so picture like Star Wars: A New Hope, but like rated NC seventeen. If three PO and R two didn't stop the trash compactor, this is what would have happened. That's a director's cut. What if George I had Lopez? A few fun was... facts. About Did I just say George Lopez? What'd you say? I said George Lopez instead of George Lucas. I mean, he might as well have directed the sequel trilogy. <laughs> At least that would have been a better excuse for those movies sucking. George Lopez in between that. Wow, I can't believe I said that name. That's a guy I haven't Have you seen George Lopez on Twitter? If people, like, talk shit to him, he'll literally just respond, fuck you. Wait, shit, now I want to do that. See, and Saw 5 just ends just like that. Jesus Christ. Guys, that, uh, that is Saw 5. And as we're watching this, I mean... This will be dropping a week before Spiral from the Book of Saw comes out. So, of course, Cyclone, I will do Saw 6. And then is Saw Legacy or Saw 3D just the last one after that? I mean, if we're going to do this, we're going to keep going. We're going to do we're going to do Jigsaw. We're going to do Spiral. I mean, we have to. Yeah, of course we will. Um, If we've made it this far, and that's what you and I always said with these movies. If we made it this far, we're just going to keep going. Well, yeah. I'll actually be a little bit disappointed when we finish it because we might have to do an episode where we just talk Saw for two hours. Yeah, and the Um, true impact that it made. 100%. All right, Cycli, before we get to Spiral, uh, your overall thoughts on Saw 5 or really another thing that I always like to do if we can somehow remember is where we were at with because, again, we saw everyone in succession the day it came out or the weekend it came out. Where were we at with the franchise after this current iteration? Because I think that's always a fun trip down memory lane. Yeah, I think we were not disappointed, but just being like, OK, they're just going to keep taking our money at this point. Um, you know, we were past the apex of the sh- of the series, you know, season one, uh, season one uh, episode. Oh my God, what is wrong with me? The first two in general. And then we got three and four, which four redeemed three slightly. Yeah. And and I think 
by the by the fifth movie, we're less like, okay, well, the way it ended is I would have preferred either Strom surviving, I think, or some sort of continuity at the end where this movie just ended abruptly. And I was like, okay, well, they're going to just do a sixth one. And now Hoffman is the new Jigsaw. And they can, I think you and I had this exact discussion. They can just start it over from the beginning. And obviously they didn't do that exactly. Uh, but I think you and I, 10 years ago or 13 years ago, were wary about where this franchise was going. What's, what are your memories? Yeah, I think I was a little concerned because, and, and I don't want to blame Custis Mandalore entirely for this, but I was just really uninterested in Hoffman. I was like, yeah, I just don't really give a fuck about him, especially because, like, you think about the drop off from Jigsaw, but I, I think you said it perfectly. And after Saw 5, I enjoyed myself. I wasn't, like, upset, but it was not a precipitous drop off. I feel like it was pretty steady. Still a quality yep. film. Like, it's, I've seen way worse movies. Um, but I think we had realized at this point, the franchise, like you said, hit its apex. It had peaked. And unless yep. something completely unpredictable happened, we were not going to reach those levels again. But we were not kidding ourselves. We're going to be there every Halloween. We weren't done. Yeah. And I, will, I think I said this to you. I did say at the beginning of this podcast that... Um, Saw 5 did redeem itself on a rewatch. I'm excited to talk Saw 6 with you because if there was one that made up for its initial flaws the most, it was Saw 6. Um, I was shocked how much I enjoyed that one. Uh, and so I'm excited to talk that one with you next year. Uh, I'm because... glad that you say that because in terms of my memory, I think I remember Saw 6 the worst or the least, excuse me, of all of them. The only thing I remember is the one trap yes. where there's the guy who's the smoker and it's like inherent on his lung ability or it's dependent, excuse me, on his lung yes. capacity. And you remember and the, the saw, uh, Jigsaw breaking the fourth wall I being like right. the fucking insurance company. Yeah, the insurance PSA, <laughs> I remember. But I'm excited to revisit that because uh, I hardly remember any of it. That um, one just brings a sense of this and I mentioned this earlier. This one lacked a little bit of that human element about. So what we had seen in the other Saw movies was background on the characters that were chosen for the traps. We got a storyline about how shitty the people were in this movie, but we didn't get a sympathetic view uh, of these people. And Saw Six does bring an element to that, and it was something I don't think I appreciated on the first watch. Yeah, I mean, if you if you watch Saw Five. Even at the curve that I grade this franchise's characters, there is not a single person you root for. No, they're, they're all shit. They all suck. Yeah. Well, like you said, Rig in fourth one, his crime was caring too much, right? Like Jeff was someone who suffered because his child was killed in the street. You know, like it, it was interesting to be able to say, like, have yes, these are shitty people, but you feel sympathetic to them. That's a good point. Yeah, just. Jigsaw kind of seems kind of like an asshole. I mean, he's always an asshole, but it's like, <laughs> so the one guy is too compassionate and the other guy's daughter was murdered and he like, yeah, got and saw too, where you are dealing with, you know, kind of that hardened criminals. You're, you're rooting for Amanda who you don't know is bad and, and she's been redeemed. And, um, what's his name? Son. Um, because you're like, why is he being punished for his dad's crimes? 
Oh, uh, Detective Matthews. Yeah, his, Matthews, his, yes, his yeah, son. Matthews, yeah. I remember Eric Matthews' son because he's the same character from Boy Meets World. Um, all right, right, before we let the people go, Cycly Spiral obviously comes out uh, when this drops, probably in a few days. So, again, we're going to be there opening weekend, possibly see it the next weekend it's out together. Trailers have us excited. It looks like completely fresh blood on the franchise. What are your thoughts? Like, what are your expectations? And then also, is there anything that could disappoint you from it? Or is it really just, they're kind of playing with house money, I almost feel like, right? I, I hope they're playing with house money because I feel like then our, our chance of enjoying it is higher. My, my fears, my general fears are they are going to do exactly what Jigsaw dot did. We, we had these kind of expectations when Jigsaw came out that they had taken some time away from the franchise, that they had an idea that was going to be fresh, that was going to be unique. And you and I were super excited about seeing Jigsaw, which was, I think it was like five, six years later. Maybe I'm wrong, but it was, it was quite a while. Um, it was long enough to where, like, to bring the franchise back, we were pretty convinced, okay, there's something unique about mm -hmm. this. Well, and they told us they wanted to tell the story, right? Like, they were like, oh, we had this in the book. We had this in our pocket. Which is such, uh, God damn it. Yeah. Now it pisses me off even more that that they said and, that. And like I said, it's better than Jigsaw or better than Saw 7 to be honest with you, but to come so back the shit with I that. Just took, though, you know? well, yeah, and that's the the audacity to me. Like I'm more forgiving to Saw 7 because Saw 7 was just they'd release it in another year. This one they had time. And uh so that is my fear with Spiral that we've been another 5 years uh from <laughs> from the last installment. I'm a little interested because the trailer does seem to reveal a little bit, and I'm hoping that's just a uh, red herring. Like they show Chris, uh, Chris Rock in a trap, mm -hmm. you know. I'm and hoping Samuel that's Jackson. a dream. And Samuel, I'm hoping that's a dream, right? Because if we already know they're going to be caught at some point, then either they're being like they're clearly not there, or they're trying to show so much that Chris Rock or Samuel L. Jackson are. It are, is the new Jigsaw or that they're going to get killed at the end. I'm like, they're either playing it to they're trying to hide something. So I'm a little nervous that they showed us that. Um, but at the end of the day, as you and I will always say, I'm going to be first in line. I want to spend my money on it. And it's my first movie in theaters since the pandemic. And I can't fucking wait. So what about yeah. you? No, I, I think I agree with all of that. Um, the... When we first heard this concept, I think it was five years ago, Chris yeah. Rock is writing and developing a new Saw project, and he's been inspired. Well, he's a fanboy of the franchise. And you and I were like, what the fuck is we this? We didn't believe it, right? Like, that's something right. you see on IMDb. You're like, no, it's not. I thought it was an April Fool's joke. And then as we started thinking about it, I was like, dude, you know what? That might be exactly what this franchise needs. Um, and I got to tell you, I'm going to walk in there. And I'm going to, I mean, there is an expectation as a Saw fan when you go see these films, like, I'm sorry, but you gotta, you gotta do some crazy shit in the last three minutes. Yeah. And if, if Zep's theme comes in and like, I'm going to lean forward in my seat and I'm going to be yeah. so fucking excited for this. Um, I have some slight theories. All right, let's hear them. So I think that Chris Rock is related to rig okay and that will not I can come see that. out until the end 
I don't even want to say this, but I think all black people be, are related, according to I you. think Chris Rock is the killer, and he has split personalities. Oh, ooh, you heard it here. I can when see Rick, that. When Rig died, he went fucking crazy, and he's the jigsaw killer and leading. Oh the my god! Okay, okay. Um, I like I it. We just thought of that in like the last hour, but I, I like it. Else to base that on. Uh, you know those writers are like us. They're just like spitballing in a room for five hours and like, yeah, yeah, that one. And maybe the whole movie, they're talking about how his brother died and Samuel Jackson at the end pulls out a photo of his son who died and it's Larique Bent as Rig. Oh, my God. I looked it up. I think he's three years younger than Chris Rock. Um, totally. Un- I mean, could not be true. But I will say regardless, Cycli, I think that whether they're great movies or not, I think the the film industry in Hollywood in general is better when Saw is a part of it for me. It, it's just fun. It's a tradition. You know, like... Yeah. I'm not... Again, if you're someone who has to go watch just artistic and perfect acted and written films, there's nothing wrong with that. I get it. But then you're missing out on just a little bit of the entertainment and enjoying something that doesn't have to challenge your brain, that you're just sitting there for an hour and a half and turning your brain off and just having a good time and at the end of the day as long as they're trying to surprise us and giving us good storylines i'll still keep paying that you know whatever cost it is to go to a movie theater now because it's been so long since i've seen a movie i don't know how much it costs anymore um what even is the currency what do they take do i have to play in dogecoin is it doge i think i have to pay in doge to the moon yeah you just just let you in yeah so I'm excited. I'm prepared to be disappointed, and I'm also prepared to be so fucking jacked up by it, you know. Yeah. Um, and and either one is going to be just fine. Um, obviously, I'd prefer the the sensation Saw one and two gave us. Um, but at the end of the day, the reason those movies were successful is because we ha- we didn't have that expectation. Right. Right. Like when you don't know there's going to be a twist, that makes a twist ten times better. There's no way that you and I don't go in expecting a twist. Yeah. I actually think, and I've thought about this a lot, the experience in the theater with Saw 1, I think, is my second favorite movie experience of my entire life. Behind the portal scene in Avengers Endgame, where I was just literally <sighs> bawling. Bawling as a 31-year-old man. But the Saw, when that Zep theme came on, I've never felt chills up my spine like that in a movie theater. And that was... Um... You saw Saw 1 before me. You were the one who convinced me to watch Saw 1 because I thought Saw 1 was going to just be this torture f- porn film. And you, you came to me and you're like, no, it's, you, you absolutely got to check it out. And then ever since then, you and I have been obsessed with the franchise. Yeah, but I would not have been able to stick with it if you weren't, if you didn't have to stick to it. This <laughs> we pushed each other to make it. Because it, it would have been like, well, I'm a fucking psycho. No one else likes this. So you're like, no, actually, I, I'm sick as well. It made me happy to see that there's like a Reddit page dedicated to the Saw movies. Like, we're not the only ones. No. Thankfully. There's other people there that have also never felt the touch of a woman that we can confide in. It's great. All right. Uh, Cycle, I hate to throw it to you one more time, but very last thoughts before we let the people go. We extended this a little bit because it is sort of serving as a precursor to Spiral. But uh, Saw 5, final thoughts. Yeah, just Saw 5 in general. Um, kind of took the franchise in a different direction. I think I've always put Saw 1 through 4 in its own category, and I think I put Saw 5 through arguably 7 through 8 in its own category. 
Um, and it does it does hold up in the sense that it continues the franchise, um, you know, maybe not as successfully, uh, but it does continue it enough to where it was enjoyable enjoyable enough. And I'm excited for the future. Um, it, it is always more exciting when we get a Saw movie. Totally agree. Even though it's not coming out around the Halloween season, this is Jeff Hornacek's return to the movie theaters. I told you I'm reactivating yep. my AMC A list. Yes. So there's even an additional reason to be excited. And they're, also, they're letting you on the A list, though. That's surprising. Um, it's a pseudonym, so they don't know it's me. Obviously, because apparently you'll you can't be wearing a mask in public. <laughs> fuck me up that rule. Um, but yeah, Saw Five is a respectable entry in the franchise. Certainly not the low point. Which I don't mean to be condescending, but in a series with eight movies, that is not not a compliment, if you know what I mean. I think it, I think it's right in the middle. I think it's right in the middle. Yeah, it's a solid median, and yeah. uh, it's just very watchable. Like, yeah, we like, we gotta whenever the day we end this, we have to do our official rankings. I'm curious to see where we match up. Ooh, that will be a very interesting episode. We'll do that after all the commentaries. Yes build up to it also i'm interested to see a small teaser here at the end of the year for our five-year anniversary we're doing our top 100 movies and cycling i'm 75 percent through mine and i have two saw movies in the top 100 okay okay i think i have my i think i'm like so i'm doing my list really interestingly so i don't have an official percentage i keep deleting and adding so i have about 40 to 50 and i have one saw movie there you go yeah. Uh, and I will which say, which I think saw, it's easy to the, guess which one that is. Well, the Saw movie for me that's higher might surprise you. Oh, I'm oh, I'm intrigued. Uh, all right, for our legal counsel, Ronnie Cycli, I'm the Mayor Jeff Hornacek, and we are the Bro Four Squad podcast. Thank you guys for checking us out. I don't think legally I can play Zep's theme right now, but play it in your head. As it's gonna be Zep's theme. <laughs> is that not how that goes? <laughs> The song we never got. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Bro4Squad. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, anywhere you find your podcast. If you type in Bro Force Squad as three separate words, and of course everything on our website and our squad blog. Check out Cycli's blog, uh, Lawyer Films, the jury, the verdict is in, excuse me, on legal films. It's incredibly well written at bro4squad.com. Till next time, we'll see you at the movies and we'll see you probably as we're handcuffed in a trap trying to piss in a cup so we don't have to cut ourselves. Because <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs>